This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. And it's 20 past 4 o'clock, and we promised to chat to Pastor Eric Mtimkulu. He's on the line. Funisa Spulsa Sukam Gale Radio K Pulpit. Greetings, greetings to you and greetings to all the listeners. Right. Uh, thanks so much for chatting to us. Yeah. So it's made it difficult, you know, as the Bible encourages us, and as Apostle standards the sun. It made it difficult for us to squash the and so Pansengo Umdu has become an island. Is in the cell, you know, it's pillar for myself. And I think that's what today we're going to be talking about. But in view of church discipline. But just before we get into that, as a remarks and Zenza do you find it to you know to be the same in our experience? Yes, indeed, indeed, In fact, I remember hearing a guy once, you know, obviously it's been funny, but it's been bothering and so, 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 so the reality is that you know it is so difficult in this day and age to even speak about the subject of um, church discipline, mm. um, and, uh, and 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 it's because some, to some extent it is because we don't understand it well. But number two, I think there is a bigger theological issue. Mm. I think the second issue is, which is a big one for me, we do not understand the holiness of God. Mm. Church discipline is birthed from the holiness of God until you know who God is. And what and 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 and, uh, and 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 the doctrine of the holiness of God, then there is no way you wouldn't want to apply church discipline. The same way that the husband, if you we we understand evangelism from the point of understanding the doctrine of hell. Mm. If you hear me, yes. so if I if I understand the doctrine of hell, the doctrine of hell gives me the urgency to share the gospel. Sure. And so, and so, and so the same way with church discipline is that. You must understand the doctrine of the holiness of God mm-hmm. to understand where church discipline fits mm-hmm. in the church context. Kamanya mazile ndi siphembele ndobasi vangele kangaka kuyikholela nokuyazi ndobisoko esisimanyani and so kuba sisoyikisele nobantu bakathixo bayokuphelela sokwenzi yesibe nentshisakalo yokuvangela and so uthi kengomfundisi uba ngabasi ngabanolwazi kanye sibe neview yokuncele bukathixo then singayazi ndokuba indlela esithi siziphathe ngayo nendlela inkonzo enothi lungise indlela yethu neyambo yethu singabazalane singathi senzi baluleke because now siyenza in view of the lord's holiness Correct. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it even goes further, I would argue, that, you know, people ask the question, for example, you know, why did God allow Jesus to go to the cross? Why couldn't just say it by bygone? Mm. And when people ask that question, again, they do not understand the justice of God and the holiness of God. Mm. They do not. Mm. If you are asking that question for me, it's simply because you, you, you have no idea of who God is. Number two, you have no idea of the attributes of God. Sure. You don't know God, you know, sure. and so for you to even ask that question, you know, which means you are missing something critical and important from the scripture. So, in fact, you are missing to understand the book of Leviticus mm. because the book of Leviticus, you know, what it shows us is the holiness of God. That's sure. what it does. It's a book of holiness, who God is, and if you do this, you know, these are the repercussions, you know, 
um, you ought to, when you approach God, this is what you ought to do. All these things were showing us the holiness of who God is. And so mm-hmm. even as we are about to chat about church discipline now, you know, it, it, it must be understood from that context yeah. for us to understand the heart of church discipline. Yeah. Okay? Um, I'm not sure whether you want me to delve in now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just before you do, I, I don't know what your approach is going to be, but the norms and for the benefit of myself and the listeners, what is church discipline? You know, define it, but also then singing, where repentance and restoration. Okay. So, so I think what I'm going to do, I am going to zoom in. I mean, sort of zoom out and then zoom in. Okay. Um, so that, you know, people understand exactly what, what, what this is all about. But, but let me first define you. Mm-hmm. You're correct. And I love this particular definition from a one guy called, his name was Charles Laney. He says, church discipline may be broadly defined um, as a confrontative and corrective measure taken by individual church leaders or, or congregation regarding a matter of sin in the life of a believer. Okay? Sure. So, in a nutshell, it is corrective measures taken by an individual or the church or, or the congregation itself regarding a matter of sin mm-hmm. in the life of a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're going to work, we're gonna work with that definition. Now that I'm going to do it in two ways. Number one is to say why church discipline. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and number two, the procedure and then and then speaking to them the importance of that restoration and repentance. Okay. But, we can, but we can't get into repentance unless we understand why is this even done sure. and how are we to follow it. Okay, so let me say from the onset that as I've spoken about, you know, we've spoken briefly about the holiness of God, which is important. For example, Habakkuk says, you know, the eyes of God are too, are too pure to look at evil. You know, the writer of Hebrews say, says things like this, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Yeah. You know, in First Peter chapter 1, verse 17, we get a sense that those who are believers will be judged severely by the Lord. Mm. Again, in First Peter 1, the Bible says, Be holy for I am holy. Okay, and so that's the standard. Yeah, that's the standard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're looking at the New Testament now and talking about why, okay, we will notice even from the apostles themselves in some of their writings, there were, there were instances where they were correcting errors and correcting certain beliefs. Okay? In the early church, obviously, they, it seems that they had the authority to exercise some form of church discipline in the church. We know this from the man who sleeps with his father's wife, that they are corrective measures. In fact, the Apostle Paul says he must be excommunicated. Yeah. Okay? Instantly, we find also in Hebrews, the Bible says, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, firstly, we discipline to, order the, to, to honor the Lord. Why do we do it? We do it to honor the Lord. Okay. So as the local church, if the local church takes no measures to remove sin from the church, it simply means the church is therefore siding with Satan. A church that sure. ignores sin, it means it is a church that sides with Satan, that's siding with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Since God is holy, the local church must therefore maintain the standard of holiness so that the character of God and the attributes of God are evident, but also the Lord's name mm. is honored in that church. Yeah. Okay? And, and we see that from that scripture that I just read to you from First Peter, um, chapter 1, verse 15 and verse 16, the Lord does not lower the standard to say, Be holy, for I am holy. So, as believers of the we bear the name of the Lord in this world. Mm-hmm. That's why we are called Christians. 
because we bear the name of the Lord Jesus. So when we when we when we live in sin, we are simply undermining that name. But also there is a watching world that is watching us, that is looking at us. Are we that are we reflecting the the character and the nature of who God is? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when we do that, we simply bring the name of the Lord into disrepute. Okay? That is why you will find, for example, unbelievers telling believers, but you're not supposed to be doing that. How yeah. do they know? Mm. These people don't read the Bible. <laughs> they don't go to church, but they know that an unbeliever should not be doing this thing. For some reason, they know. You know? So, mm-hmm. so when, we, when, we, when we discipline, we are, defi- we are simply defending God's reputation and the holiness of God. Okay? Mm-hmm. Number two, um, which is, this I'm going to delve into a bit in the, in, in the last part as well. But also we discipline to restore the fallen. Uh, that, that's important. That part of, part of the discipline itself, it should be redemptive. I always say, when we think of discipline, we must never think of it as punishment. Mm-hmm. We must always think of it as training. Okay? No, no leader, no pastor wants to, wants to punish people. If you do that, then you're not a pastor. In mm-hmm. other words, it is never the, the goal is never to punish. But the goal is only to restore the relationship between the person and God. Mm-hmm. Okay? Why is that? You see that in Galatians 6, chapter 1. It says, brothers, if anyone is caught in sin, but who are restored. Okay? You, you must restore them gently. But it says there, watch yourself, that, it may not be, that you may not be tempted. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, sin to ignore sin is to be unkind. To ignore sin is to be unloving. If God cannot ignore sin, therefore it means we also we cannot ignore sin. So we must be aware of these consequences. So in, in Proverbs 30, for example, it says, He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves his son, um, what's the verse? He who loves his son is carefully disciplined him. Number yeah. three. Number three. And I'm easy. Number three. So we, we discipline to protect the church. We discipline to protect the church, okay? If 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 if, discip- if we do not discipline, it's like dough, you know, dough dough grows. So that has me. You know, when Baba says it's in charm, but you find that it grows and grows. And so, if sin is left unattended, it grows. Mm. Okay, and not only that, it affects the body as well. Mm. Why? Because other people begin to see that oh, people, live, you know, no sin is okay in this church. You know, you do whatever you want here. You know, you can sleep with someone else's wife and it's okay. You know, mm. no one is going to be disciplined in pregnancy, it's okay. No, no, no. Because now, because, because you've set an example for that. Mm. And that's why now it's beginning to happen more because one is set an example. So, so when we do that, we are compromising the spiritual health of the church. Mm-hmm. And we are compromising the church witness to the world. So as those who bear his name, we cannot misrepresent God. And to do that is an abomination in the eyes of God. And so, as I've read before, that the Lord's eyes are too pure to look at evil. Mm. Okay. And so, when we discipline, we are simply protecting the church. And so, also, when we when we quiet, or when we are part of that, it seems we are also uh, colliding. It means we are not innocent. Mm. When we let this thing sure. go, we know, that we know this person has stolen, you know, money, and we keep quiet, and we put that under the carpet. We, we, we are, we are, we, we are co-conspirators with this person, sure. and the Lord will also deal with us. Number two, when then should we discipline? So why? Number two now is when. Okay? Mm-hmm. When yes. should the, 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 the discipline um, take, take place? place. Okay? So number one, we, 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 we discipline when Christian love is violated. Okay? 
when Christian love is violated. So we see that, for example, in Corinthians, when the churches and the people were taking each other to court, okay? They were taking each other to court and because certain, and Paul was against this and obviously speaking against this and warning these people not to do this, mm-hmm. okay? And obviously the love of God then was beginning to, was, was violated. Okay? And so in Matthew, the Bible says, if, 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 if your brother sins against you, you know, the Bible says, you know, show him his fault just between the two of you. And he says, if he does not listen, call another brother, mm-hmm. okay? And if he does not listen, he says, then, you know, you, you bring witnesses or two or three people. And if he does not listen, then what? Treat him like a what? A pagan. Yeah. Treat this person like an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, we discipline also when Christian witness is violated. Okay? So, for example, when a man or a woman, so, so, so a man, for example, for example, a man has stolen money. There's been sexual sins in the life of a man. He's, uh, you know, he's an idol. we're seeing idolatry, we're seeing alcohol abuse, we're seeing drug abuse, we're even seeing physical abuse mm-hmm. towards his children, towards his wife. He's mistreating his children. You know, all, of course, some of these things we need to involve the cops, of course. You know, but I'm trying to say equally the church must also act on these things, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is, again, is bringing the name of the Lord into this dispute, okay? Mm-hmm. So these are all the things that, because the Christian witness is violated, because people are going to say, isn't that that chasmini that is on the radio? Yep. Isn't that that chasmini that preaches? Yep. Isn't that that chasmini that is part of the church? Yep. You know? so, so people will ask that question, okay? And so we must, because now, now the challenge is that it is obviously bringing the Lord's name into this in the world. Number, number four, and I'm going to move on to that last part, which you want to talk about. For the most part. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So, 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 so when, when, when Christian, when, 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 uh, no, when, when Christian unity is violated as well, we, we need to, okay? So when somebody in the church engages, engages in, 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 in divisive behavior, that person must be stopped. Mm-hmm. When the person says, I am of Apollo and I am from Paul, you know, I belong there, I belong there. And obviously that's leading to slander, it's leading to gossip, you know, it's leading to, to all contention and all sorts of again, discord and strife and conflict in the church, which leads to some form of you know, animosity. So anything that brings the church to be disunited. Okay. Yeah? Because we know the church of God should be one in heart, should be one in spirit, should be one in mission. Mm-hmm. And so when the person now brings in some form of some form of division into the church, then that person must go to discipline. Mm-hmm. Okay, they must warn, but also they must go through discipline. Okay, for example, you find in Titus chapter 3, for example, verse 9 and 10, it says, warn a divisive person once, and then warn him the second time. Now, notice what, what Paul says, after that, has nothing to do with him. Okay? Sure. So, so the person must be warned once, they must be warned twice. He said the third time, this person must be removed, mm. okay, from, from, from fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Number four. Okay, so when Christian truth is violated, this is important. This is doctrine. This is theology. Yeah. Okay, when Christian truth is violated, there must be discipline. In other words, when when the church now moves away from key doctrinal teachings and it starts to teach false doctrine, okay, it starts to teach false doctrine, idolatry. It starts to blaspheme the name of the Lord. It, it you know it, it becomes an idolater and it, uh, it's some form of sorcery and heresy comes into this church. Mm-hmm. There must be some form of discipline that takes place. Okay, yeah. so, so we must note that the church must never be united with lies. Mm-hmm. It must rather be divided by truth. 
Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we can never no, no, come together and say, you know, man, yeah, you know, whoever, Zimema and, uh, you know, Dabum Shabini, Dabum Ashi, you know, Dabum Gang. And we come together, and the only thing that brings us together is lies. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know what we preach is lies, and, but, but because we want to keep this unity, we, we stand on these lies. Sure. Okay? The church should never do that. The church should rebuke wrong doctrine. The church should speak up against wrong doctrine. If it means then, you know, as the person has been warned, there's been conversation, and the person constantly visits the Khasmini, preaching this wrong doctrine on the side, yeah. or visiting members of the church, preaching this wrong doctrine on the side. This person is dividing the church by preaching what is against the vision and the mission of the church. Yeah. Therefore, that person must be disciplined. Okay? Yeah. So, so, that, so, so I want you to, so that it, it is in that context that Khasmini to which way discipline takes place. Now, how? We're getting to your point now. How? Yes. Okay? Yes. Now, the manner of discipline in relation to repentance and restoration. restoration. The manner. Okay. Now, the firstly, biblically, as I've said before, that the goal of Christian discipline is not to, you know, is not to offend the person, but it's to bring them to repentance. Yes. Okay. It's to bring them to repentance. Okay. So the manner of how we do it is important. So the, 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 the issue is not to just simply alienate them. Or, or, or ostracize them. That's not the issue here. Okay, the issue is to correct them with love, knowing that God loves them. We forgive them, but still, part of discipline is also being able to know that there are consequences because of their actions. Yeah. Okay. So we must separate those two things that have meant that discipline does not when we discipline it does not mean you are hated or you are unloved mm-hmm. it means we are correcting something okay so number one it must be done in love so when someone is being disciplined and we want to restore the person number one we speak the truth in love in other words we we, we are not going to some assault the truth we're going to tell the person what they've done and what they have more important than what they've done to god now, you remember the story of David, when David has sinned against God. What does David say? He doesn't say, I've sinned against the pastor. He says, I've sinned against you, O oh Lord. Yeah. Th- that's what we need to know. When you've done something, you've done it in the eyes of the Holy God. That's mm-hmm. where it must begin. And so we must know that when we... So, so, so love goes beyond just us feeling emotional about what you do. But we also know that you've broken the law of God. Therefore, we don't want to destroy you, you know, but we want to address what you've done in love. In other words, we're not going to say that's a thing. We're going to say that adultery. It's not a thing, it's yeah. an adultery. Mm-hmm. And what you've done is this thing. That's why the Bible said, it says, you know, better, better open rebuke from, from love, from, uh, wounds from a friend that, that can be trusted than an enemy multiplies kisses. Sure. Okay? Number two, so we discipline with love. Number two, we discipline with empathy. Okay. When we, when we, when we, when we exercise discipline, we know we, are, we should be firm. But also, we ought to be gentle and compassionate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Listen to the language of Galatians 6. Brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual, restore him gently. gently. This is a good word. Mm. But watch yourself that you may not be tempted. Okay? So not what the apostle Paul gently. In other words, we must be sensitive to the person, number one. So we don't, we don't hate you. We must be sensitive and we must be loving. Number two, he says we must be humble. Okay, so, so we must develop our attitude towards you. We are empathizing with you because we know what you've done. But it does not mean that we're not going to approach it head on. Yeah. Now, when it comes to repentance, there are two things here. One, we know a person has not repented when they, when they defend their sin. We know that. Okay. When, some, when we are disciplining mm-hmm. you, yeah. mm-hmm. 
and you're saying to us you are not the only one. Mm. We know this one is not repentant. <laughs> because the context is not other people, the context is you. Oh. Mm-hmm. We talk about you here. Yeah. We have not bring in the other parties that are involved in whatever this thing is, but we are talking about you. So when you're telling us that, you know, you know, you you are not the only one, and you begin to defend your sin. Then we know this one is not even ready. Number one for restoration. Mm. Okay, and I'm going to get deep into that. Number number three, we discipline with wisdom. Yeah. I would say pastoral wisdom means it doesn't mean you're going to treat people differently, but it means you're going to tackle things differently. You must make a difference. Sure. A difference. <laughs> doesn't mean we're going to treat these people differently. You know, or, 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 or show impartiality. That's not what it means. But what it means is that certain cases are going to require you to approach certain things differently. Mm. That's what it means. Okay? But it does not mean you, you, you're not going to exercise discipline. Yeah. Discipline will still be, will still be exercised. So we show my case on its merits, not by Enzong Bani. No. Yes. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, let me move lastly to this to the other thing. I'm not going to get into the last part only. But let me get into this procedure now. The last thing, the procedure now of, of restoration. Yeah. Okay? So, <clears throat> as I've indicated now recently, is that you know, the, the role of the church is we really want to see <clears throat> that the person has repented. That's, that's all we want to see. Okay? And we want to see. And so, so how do we know if the person has repented? Number one, I've already said that are they defending this thing or not? Mm-hmm. Okay? Are they defending? Are they wanting to, to, you know, to continue doing it? So in Luke 3, verse 8, it says, I love this part. It says, bring forth fruit in keeping with repentance. I love explanation yeah. the spring as well. It says that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. Mm. Okay. In other words, there must be fruit that align with repentance. Mm. Okay. So if the Dachasmin is to succeed in going you know, you've done something and succeed, mm-hmm. and now your attitude is that at least at least going at long gone. Mm. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to attend that church anymore because I'm under discipline. In fact, in fact, that Yamin That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, I'm going to do that. Already now, we can see this guy's not repentant sure. at all. Okay, he's not repentant at all because we don't see the fruits of that repentance mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. There are no fruits. Of, of that repent. Number two, okay, if the person acknowledging their sin, okay, mm-hmm. if the person acknowledging, okay, for example, we read in Proverbs 28, it says, whoever uh, conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces finds mercy. Here's the key word there, renounces it. Mm-hmm. So how do we know that you have repented and now need the restoration? It's because you have confessed, not only that, you renounce it. In other words, you don't go back. Mm-hmm. You don't do it again sure. and go back to it over and over and over again. Okay? So when the person now has let go, has renounced it and confessed, we know that this one is, is free of, um, is, is now ready rather to be restored. Okay? Number three, how, 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 how do we know? You know? I love James 5 here. He says, my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wonder <clears throat> from the truth, and then that person must bring them back. Okay? In other words, now when the person is disciplined, there are cases where the husband they will need counseling. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah. Especially when it comes to marriage, you know, the kids and other things. Yeah. Is the person open now to counseling? You know, is, is the person even seeking help beyond what is being offered? Now mm-hmm. you can see this person wants to restore their house, wants to restore their marriage, 
want to, you know, to have a fruitful, good relationship again, you know, with their children. So are we seeing the person seizing from that activity of doing wrong mm-hmm. and really seeking help? In fact, following the guidelines that have been given by the leadership, are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just make this one example. You know, in church history, that you know, when you were when you were under church discipline, you didn't even take communion. You know? sure. In fact, in fact, in fact, Calvin, in fact, Calvin threw one guy aside and threw the, the Lord's table aside. He saw a guy was under who refused discipline, going to the next table, and Calvin was so angry mm. at that guy, you know, sure. so upset. How, again, so, so I want to say they took church discipline very, very serious. Sure. Yes. Number four, how, how do we know now about, about this forgiveness again? Now, this is important, and sometimes it is something that we don't normally encourage to do. The person must make a restitution or ask for forgiveness from those they have heard. Okay. Not only the prayer room, No, 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 no. No, no prayer room here. You, you have, you have, you, especially you have affected people's lives. Here. Yeah. Okay. Some lives will never be the same because of you. Part of that, excuse me, part of that repentance and forgiveness means that you are asking forgiveness from those you've hurt. Yeah. Okay. And the last Matthew five, it says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, uh, and, and there, remember that your brother or sister had something against you. He says, leave your gift yeah. there in front of the altar. Yeah. Go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Mm. Important. So I'm not going to pretend here at church as though everything is okay while I know that I've hurt someone. Sure. Someone <laughs> life is messed up mm. because of what I've done. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, lastly, before um, last now, now number three, is the are we seeing a genuine heart of repentance from this person? Are, are we receiving godly sorrow? Yeah. Now, there's two. If you read Corinthians, you see, you see some sort of a world sorrow, but God is sorrow. World sorrow is sort of what we see from Judas. Judas knows what he has done to the Lord. Mm-hmm. What does Judas do as an answer? He hangs himself. He kills himself. What does Peter do when he denies Christ? Mm-hmm. Okay? P- Peter cries. But Peter doesn't run away. He, 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 he ran away when the others were denying the Lord, but he does not do that. He weeps because he knows he has denied the Lord. And what does the Lord do? He comes back to Peter and says, Peter, what? Feed my lambs. Mm. Feed my lambs. Okay? I know what you've done, you've done wrong, but he clearly there was godly sorrow there. Mm-hmm. He knew what he had done was wrong, you know. Um, and so he, he repented of that. Okay? So finally, finally, if the person is genuinely repented and now needs to be restored, what, what do we need to do? We need to see again the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in that person's life. Okay, we must. Mm. Are we still seeing love? Are we seeing joy? Are we seeing peace? Are we seeing forbearance? Are we seeing kindness? Are we seeing goodness? Are we seeing faithfulness? Okay? What are we seeing? Now, say it is where it gets more tricky that I have been, is when now you have to discipline a pastor. Mm. Yeah. Okay? It is tricky in this sense. It is tricky in this sense, which it should be done. Okay? It is tricky in this sense because for a pastor, again, what you want to do is to go back to to First Timothy 3. Okay? You want to go to First Timothy 3 and see, are those qualifications of an elder still there? Because it was under discipline. Yes. So you want to see, are those qualifications still there? If it was a deacon, 
you go to, again to Timothy to see are those qualifications for this deacon, are we seeing that person now moving towards those qualifications or not? Okay. Now, the challenge is, if, this, if, this, if uh, there are no deacons, the, you know, the, you know, the, there are no pa- other pastors, then it becomes tricky because this then you need an outside person or, or, or you need the congregation to take action. Yeah, okay? So yeah. you might have those two, but if the church is accountable to someone or there's someone that has a relationship with the church, that person can be called in to speak, okay, and so forth. So it does become tricky in other churches where there are no uh, 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 corporate leadership, yeah. um, there's no plurality of leadership. You know, it, it does become, I know it does become tricky. And so in a nutshell, so we, those, those are the things we want to see that the person has repented and for them again to be restored. They are being restored to what? Mm-hmm. In other words, they are being restored back to being an active member of the local church. If yeah. that person was part of the worship team, they are being moved back into the worship team. If they were a deacon, you might want to bring them back to that point again to serve in that position. Mm-hmm. But we want to see are those fruits of repentance there or not? And if they aren't, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Keep the person there sure. until they repent. Now, lastly, there are situations whereby you will need to excom- excommunicate a member. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Communicating a member because they refuse to repent. Okay? They just want to continue to do the same thing, bring division, they're not repenting, no fruits of repentance. What they might need to do, they might need to say, listen, we do not need this again. The Bible says... Uh, the Apostle Paul said, hand over this man to Satan. Mm-hmm. And we might need to hand over that person to Satan as well and say we want you to leave this congregation. So that's part of church discipline. It's hard, it's difficult, but it's necessary, and it must be done. Yeah, definitely yeah. hard. And I'm trying to reconcile in my head um, we, you know, the, uh, the denominations I've been to, uh, churches I've visited, um, some of that I've been a part of, and I'm trying to reconcile this, what you're saying versus what I've experienced and I must say, I haven't seen, you know, a lot of what you've said in action. Sure. I've never, I haven't seen that much, uh, you know, precise approach to church discipline, uh, particularly, yeah. you know, in, in, in getting someone through the stage of repentance and actually getting them to be restored. I've seen on the sequel, but also the, the other thing that for me is sticking out from this liberator is, is 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 the issue of confessing of sins? I haven't seen yeah. that in a long time. Uh, mm. What I mm. what I know for the fact, you know, is we repent in our own private prayers. We mm. not we do not take in, into consideration the people that are, are affected by our sin, the people mm. that are affected by our actions, and we never go back and and actually you know do the practical which is to repent yeah. even to them. And I like yeah. the scripture that you're referring to in Matthew, where mm-hmm. and so yeah. those are things that we're not seeing in the church today. And I think there's a, there's a great call from what you're saying now. There's a great call to pay attention yeah. to church discipline. And I like your, your opening remarks that it must be through the lenses of understanding the holiness mm-hmm. of God. And so if we can really begin to appreciate the holiness of God and to understand it, then so we are particularly those that are in leadership. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Fagin. Two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, 
you know, now I'm speaking to pastors, yes. leaders. You know, yes. if 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 you do something, you know, uh, you know, and you don't go to that process yourself, a church discipline, you know, and you continue with ministry as though things are normal, you you must know that is the very same thing that your members are going to be doing because you've already sown the seed of that. You yeah. must know. Mm. And in fact, you will never be able to discipline anyone because mm. you refuse to discipline yourself. Sure. Number two. I, you know, I want to I want to honor my previous pastor. You know, I, you know, I was I was under you know a very good pastor. And one of the things there was you know there was there was a guy you know in the in, in you know impregnated a young girl. And what he did in part of that church discipline that has been now that he asked the two of them first to apologize to each other, but they violated each other. Mm-hmm. And apologize, you know, you know, and, and he was going to still discipline both of them. They were going to go discipline. Yeah. But he wanted them to know that this body. Don't belong to the two of you. Mm. You violated each other. Sure. You were not supposed to even be touching each other because you are not married. Mm. And so ask for forgiveness to God, but ask for forgiveness from each other for this violation that is taking place. Yeah. You know. And so and so those are the things that we need to um, start start looking at. You know. And I think for me that was in view really of understanding the holiness of God. But mm. what they've done in relation to um, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is our body. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. A mouthful, a lot to think about, a lot to ponder on. And uh, I'm really hoping that Lo Omamele will be there'll be a call in our own hearts uh, to do better and uh, and also maybe just bring back the culture of confession of sin and uh, renunciation of sin because we cannot go back yeah. sins in day one we must change yeah. and there must be you know a sense of uh, reverence to the holiness of god we're out of time but thank you so much for this this is well thought uh, thought out and uh, you know he has to serve as a community as a community of believers they are calling dog, but there's a lot we learned today sure. thank you thank you for the opportunity right. this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za